Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, it's the middle of the day. Yep. Hopefully you've either had your food and are now settling your stomach before seconds and then later thirds, or you're about to get going. But wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we hope you're doing it safely, socially distanced, and happily. We hope everything is well in your world and that you have a lot to give thanks for. He's Johnny. Yeah. I'm Austin. Happy Thanksgiving, Johnny. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Hey, so are you a early dinner guy on Thanksgiving or are you the later guy? So traditionally, yeah. it's typically between, I think, two and four when we finally sit down and eat. Okay. Okay. So that that's kind of like the at national average, I is believe. It? Yeah. Okay. I think like four o'clock is like the time. Uh, but it's this getting year- getting ready for our senior citizen years. <laughs> this, this year, it's just the wife, uh, the child, and I. Yeah, same with me. So uh, I'm actually really, really, really looking forward to it, which sounds bad. Sounds like I'm taking a shot at my family. No. No, I'm just- I tell my wife all the time, I love family and I love holidays, but whenever we, it seems whenever we have a day off for a holiday, it's more work than if we had actually gone to work that day. Well, look, I want to give everyone a little piece of advice. Do not talk politics at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Because- Forever. Well, just, I mean, families love each other, but I've seen a lot of fights happen over politics. I, I just had an uncle unfriend me on Facebook. Yep, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, just because of the, a, a choice. Something I said about, uh, I else. like strong women in power, powerful uh, leadership roles. Look, it just goes to show, <laughs> you know what? How's the weather? Uh, hey, uncle so-and-so, how's the weather? Yeah, yeah. How are things hanging? Yep. Hardly working or working hard. Oh yeah. man! All right. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Bum bum. But hopefully this year you're not with the uncles. Hopefully you're. Nope. And nope. I don't mean to preach at you, but let me preach at you. Okay. Please don't have a big gathering today. No, just keep it small if you can. Um, I mean, I've I've got a kager. Uh, I mean, a rager going back in my house right now. <laughs> Which one's better? I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, about that. No, it's nice. it's just uh, the three of us this year, and it's going to be nice and mellow. Yep. Uh, we do have new movies at Megaplex and Cinemark and all the theaters around town. Uh, and we got some good news from the world of Hollywood before we get to the new movies yeah, that we'll share with you in just a moment. But, Johnny, yes, sir. each and every week we start the show out the exact same way. With us giving each other a hard time? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then after we've done that, we move on to the Movie Zone Movie Showdown poll results. Oh, yes. This week, uh, remind us who you did last week. It was uh, Charlie Brown. It was Charlie Brown Christmas from, I think, 65, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 64. Rudolph was an overwhelming landslide victory. It was kind of like BYU North Alabama. Yep. It wasn't even close. Nope. And it, that therefore kind of cheapened the, the, the moment. It did. But you know what? Hey, I, like I said, I understand it. I get it. Uh, that, I mean, watching that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer when I was a kid, that was an event. Well, this week's edition is Miracle on 34th Street yep. up against White Christmas. And, and I saw that you posted that, and I was like, wow, that's like, that's tough. They're close, huh? That's tough. And some people wanted to know which version of Miracle on 34th Street you choose. I think you're going to... You probably meant original, I'm assuming. Well, yes, but they're the same movie. Yeah, but I think more people lean towards the original. 
Probably so. I prefer the modern day with David Duchovny. Do you really? And uh, Matilda. Uh, Mara Wilson. You know, I've never seen the modern version of it. Really? And yeah. it's got Elizabeth Perkins? Yeah. It's, and uh, uh, the guy that plays Santa. No, I'm, his name's escaping me. Chris but. Kringle. And he plays Chris Kringle, yeah. Santa. No, he's playing Santa. Chris Kringle. No, he, that's... It's not actually him. Santa. No, it's an actor portraying Chris Kringle. Santa. Because Santa is too busy to actually be in a movie. Chris Kringle. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I get it now. It took me a minute. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but 230 votes came in in the 24 wow, hours. That's awesome. Uh, and it was a nose, neck and neck, by the nose victory here. Okay. 48% of the vote went to White Christmas. 52% yep. of the vote went to Miracle on 34th Street. Yep. I would, I would probably, I voted for Miracle. Now, somebody uh, didn't like this poll. Why? Uh, in fact, let me read you the response. Uh, Adam said, which versions of each? Utah Dan said, uh, I've sent in a gif of uh, White Christmas. Uh, but Bentley says, one is a Christmas movie, the other not so much. Both are great, though. Which one's not a Christmas movie? Uh, what? They're both Christmas movies. Technically, Miracle on 34th Street starts at Thanksgiving, but, but it it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. It's shown every year after Thanksgiving and, or Christmas. And Matt Robinson sent in a gif of Tyler Huntley saying, they so poo-poo. So they can't be referring to White Christmas as not a movie, a Christmas movie. No. I mean, hello. The only thing I th that Bentley, I think, would have a point on is Thanksgiving is the setting of Miracle on 34th Street, the Macy's Day Parade. But it goes up to... But it's a Christmas it's movie. It's a Christmas movie. So, anyway. Not because it's in black and white either. But the movie's own movie showdown, Miracle on 34th Christmas. Street with the close win over White Christmas. I would agree with that. I would. That's what I would vote. Um, I think, uh, I think you think about the TV thing like we were just talking about. I think you see, I mean, you see both of them, but I think more people pay attention to Miracle than they do White Christmas. White Christmas came out in 1954. Wow. Uh, it's impressive. I, has it had a remake? I'm sure it has. I'm not totally sure if it has, to be honest with you. But it's got war. It's if, got Christmas. If not, Tim Burton is probably currently making it right now with Johnny Depp. <laughs> Sisters. <laughs> uh, all right, so there you go. That's the Movie Zone Movie Showdown this week. Before we dive into what's new in the theaters, uh, Johnny, we got some good news courtesy of our guy Larry Tassoni at Megaplex Theaters. Yeah, we did. He sent a little note for us. That, uh, first of all, we got to say congrats to the Forgotten Carols uh, for a r really well-received first week at the theaters last week. Uh, all seven uh, of the national top seven rankings for that movie were right here in Utah. How awesome is that? Uh, but also, coming up uh, on Christmas Day, you're going to have three big-time blockbuster releases in the theaters. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're at Megaplex as well. Wonder Woman 1984. Yes. I'm it, excited. It's opening in theaters and streaming on December a, 25th. I have really high expectations for this movie, and I hope I'm not let down. You won't be. The, you won't be. DC has been really hit and miss. Now, granted, the not last with the, Not with Wonder Woman. Not with Wonder Woman, but think about Iron Man 2. No. You know, Iron Man 1 was wanna. huge. Iron Man 2 was... Eh, was eh. that DC? No, but I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's the it's Aquaman. that second one. Aquaman hasn't had a sequel yet, but no, but but Suicide Squad. 
Yeah, Suicide Squad hasn't had a sequel DC yet. has only done really one thing right. Although, I liked the Nolan Batmans. You mean Green Lantern? Nope. Oh, I thought you meant that They've one. done Shazam yes. and, and Wonder Woman, correct. Yes, I would I would 100% agree with that. Plus, uh, the originals 80s Batmans with Tim Burton and the Christopher Nolan's Batmans. Sure, yeah. And technically, is Joker... A DC? Yes, it is. Yeah. So jo- well, yeah, Joker's. It's hard to see that as a superhero movie, yeah. but it, it's a super it is. villain movie. It is. It's great. But no, this will be good. I'm. I'm excited. I even though it's available on both, I am hitting this one in the theater. I'm fine with them releasing both. What I'm not fine with is what they did with Mulan and only releasing it online. They why not throw a bone to the theater goers? Well, I I agree 100. percent And after we're done with this, I've got some news. About Mulan? About Mulan. Well, next, before we get to that, Mila Jovovich. Yes! This is my secret girlfriend. When you made me watch Fifth Element and I hated every second of it. (sighs) It's because you don't have taste. She's in a new movie called (laughs) Monster Hunter, opening on December 25th. Yes. I'm excited about that one, too, just because it's got my girlfriend in it. And News of the World, starring my favorite actor of all time, Tom Hanks. Now, I didn't even know about this. This totally flew under the radar. He's uh, That movie opened on Christmas Day as well. So, Wonder Woman 84, Monster Hunter, and News of the World, opening in theaters December 25th, Christmas morning. And if I can quote our good friend Larry, mm-hmm. all of a sudden... Movies are making their way back. We did it, everybody. Yeah. We did it. I like it. Uh, now tell us the uh, the news about Mulan. So we all know what Disney did. $30 to watch Mulan, even if you have Disney+. Plus. Well, good news. Go to your local Redbox. It is there. It's in Redbox this week, and it's $2 for the Blu-ray. Oh. Yes. But then you got to have a Blu-ray player. Well, that means you can get the DVD for like, what, $1.50? <laughs> then you got to find a DVD player. Come on. Uh, that's great news. That yeah. is huge news. You still have one. I know you do. Of course we do. Yeah, everybody does. Uh, we uh, And I think it's coming to Disney Plus open and clear on December 4th. Right. But, but you can see it now for 2 bucks instead of 30 Instead of 30 So maybe that's something you do Thanksgiving tonight. I, I actually have with it. the family. I have it at home. And uh, when oh, I get back. Oh, you went and got it? Yeah, right. I already got it. That's how I knew it was there. So I picked it up, and we are going to watch it tonight. Now, are you the type of guy that forgets to return your red box, or are you the oh, one that- Oh, no. I return it early. I pay for two days and return it a day early. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, I'm the type of guy that the second the credits finish- I hop in the car and take it back. Yeah, I don't want that charge. Yeah. I just want to get it back. Plus, it's a courtesy thing, especially a movie that's as hot as Mulan in Redbox. Just get it back so someone else can watch it. So there you go. Some news uh, for you this Thanksgiving Day. That would be a good one to go pick up and watch tonight with the family. That's a great movie for tonight. Speaking of movies today, this week, opening at the theaters, let's go through them. The new movies, rated PG. An animation adventure comedy starring the voice talents of your guy, Nick Cage. Yeah. In jujitsu as well. My gal, <laughs> Emma Stone. My guy, Ryan Reynolds. Your guy, Peter Dinklage. And your gal, Leslie Mann. Why is Ryan Reynolds not my guy? He's my guy. I'm, we can share. No. We can share. I don't share. I, and have, I certainly don't share Ryan Reynolds. Let me be. Hey, I have a giant six foot something Deadpool in my house. <laughs> It's Ryan Reynolds. The prehistoric family, the Crudes, the New Age, are challenged by a rival family, the Bettermans. Get it? They're the better man. Better man, yeah. Who claim to be better and more evolved. I hated the original Crudes. 
You did? Yeah. Did you not like Nick Cage in it? Is that why? I just didn't care for it. Yeah. But my two-year-old will love this movie. Oh, yeah. I'm certain we'll be seeing it. I uh, I watched the first one, and I tolerated the first one. I thought it had some very funny moments. Um, it's not one that I would rush out and see again, but I did enjoy it. I don't think this one is going to be... It's going to be Iron Man 2. <laughs> well, with Deadpool in it. That's going to be the saving grace. And Ghost Rider. Uh, let's just go with Rock. Let's just leave it at Deadpool. Uh, the Christmas Chronicles 2, starring Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, Tyrese Gibson, and Darby Camp along... Uh, this is. Did you see the original Christmas Chronicles? I, I did, and I'll tell you what. Kurt was a great Santa. He was terrific. I know. Well, this is the first feature film that he and Goldie will be in together since Overboard. 1987. Whoa. They have wow. not been in a movie together. They've lived together all this time. Right, right. And technically, they're not married. Nope. But they are by law. For sure. Because it's it's kind of like the squatter law. Yeah. You're together so long <laughs> that you're just our husband and wife. I guess we're sharing this TV. Uh, that's right. <laughs> and if we if you leave or I leave, we have to cut in half. Yep, that's it. But the Christmas Chronicles 2 is their first time back together in a, in a movie since 87. Who was Santa, Mrs. Claus in the uh, first one? Do you remember? I can't remember. I don't remember either. But I think this is a great choice, putting those two together. Obviously, the on-screen camera between Kurt and Goldie are just going to be uh, movie gold. Yeah. No pun intended, or maybe it was. Mm-hmm. But well, this is awesome. Well, Kate uh, Pierce is now a cynical teen, and she's unexpectedly reunited with Santa Claus when a mysterious troublemaker threatens to cancel Christmas forever. Is it Jack Frost? <laughs> I'm not telling. Is it Martin Short? You can't get it out of me. Martin Short coming back? The Christmas Chronicles 2. So a couple of sequels opening this week. And finally, Stardust. Now, this... Didn't we have a... This is like a... David Bowie thing? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, I, I did you ever see the Stardust from like ten years ago? The, the yes, I thought there was a movie adventure the yes. storybook kind of thing. It was a yes. great movie. Yes, with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. I believe maybe. Uh, but this is not that. This one is a not rated drama starring Johnny Flynn, Mark Marin, and Jana Malone. Stardust chronicles the young David Bowie's first visit to the United States in 1971. A trip that inspired the invention of his iconic alter ego, Ziggy Stardust. I've heard about this for a few months now, and the, what I have learned about it by listening to you know the leaks or whatever, that this is going to be amazing. Is it? Yeah. Who's playing David Bowie? Is that Johnny Flynn? I think that's Johnny Flynn. Uh, well, David Bowie is a fascinating story, a fascinating person, fascinating character. I've always wanted to know the real David Bowie. Not Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, yeah. Because I think people think David Bowie, but they're actually picturing Ziggy Stardust. See, when someone when someone says David Bowie to me, I think Labyrinth. Which is Ziggy Stardust. Yep. Not David Bowie. Right. I want to know the real David but Bowie. But if you want to know the real David Bowie, you have to watch Zoolander when they do the <laughs> walk-off. <laughs> All right, so the new movies this week. The Crude's The New Age. Well, the if, Christmas uh, Chronicles 2 and Stardust. If you want, want some returning favorites, get your kids ready. Get ready for a singing extravaganza because Frozen is returning to the theater. Uh, over there in Megaplex, huh? Yep. Anna, Elsa, Olaf. Anna. Come on. What did I say? Anna. Oh, I'm calling her Anna. It's not Anna. That's how it's spelled right here. Anna. Anna. Come on. Anna. Olaf. Olaf. <laughs> Christoph. Christoph. <laughs> and, uh, and Spoon. Seven. <laughs> <laughs>
They're going to be uh, returning to the big screen. Of course, this is every kid's and parent's favorite movie from a few years ago. And Frozen 2 is awesome, but go see the classic. Sing along with all the songs at a Megaplex. What year was Frozen first released? 2012? Man, I think so. It was Christmas uh, 13, 13, 2013. My wife and I saw that film five times in theaters. Yeah, it's uh, Disney had a home run with this. Yep, absolutely. It was terrific. Uh, so if you want to relive it there in theaters, there you go at Megaplex. Coming up in segment two, we've got our poll question this week. Okay, liking that. We'll send the poll question out now. Get your responses on the other side. The question being a Thanksgiving theme. But not what's your favorite Thanksgiving movie, because there's like one, maybe two. Maybe two. In fact, there's two, because we'll talk about it in segment three. Unless unless you count Miracle on 34th. (laughs) Okay, Bentley. Uh, (laughs) But the question is, what movie or show are you most thankful for this year? Ooh. It's been a tough year. It's been a down year. It's been a lot of quarantining and a lot of downtime. Uh, Tiger King. Okay. Well, I said we'd get your answer on the other side, Gordon. That's not my answer. It's called a tease. Oh. But many people might have said Tiger King. Sure. I don't think but people are thankful for it. I just think they enjoy it. <laughs> so what are what movie or show are you most thankful for this year? On Twitter, at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot One, and at Zone Sports Net. We'll get your responses on the other side. Coming up in segment three from the archives is a double feature this week. I like this. We've both picked a movie. We'll tell you about it next here on the movie zone. <laughs> You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You hear that, Austin? I love it. You know what that instrument is? So a lot of people think that is a uh, guitar, but that's actually a 12-string bass. Oh, really? Yes. See, I, I thought it was, was going to be like the mandolin or nope, something. Nope, nope. That's a 12-string bass. It sounds like a bass, uh, like a 12-string guitar and a bass together, but that's actually one instrument. It's a 12-string bass. Why do you need 12 bass strings? So it sounds like you have a guitar, <laughs> and, uh, two guitars, and a bass playing at the same time. That takes some talent. Of course, we're talking about Pearl Jam, which is our soundtrack of the week. You like a Pearl Jam? Oh, of course. You a fan? Uh, you know, I missed it as a youngster, but I caught up with it around Ooh. college. I... Lived through it. Yeah. I lived through the destruction of my 80s glam rock by <laughs> Nirvana and the grunge movement. I'm wearing my flannel today, You are. So. I see that, man. You are the 90s called. Need to wrap it around my waist. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, I've got the tights on, so we, we're halfway there between us. <laughs> Our grunge look is there. It's yeah. between the both of us. Tell us that. about, uh, this is, by the way, we do this every week, yeah, a lesson in music history with Johnny Lightfoot. Tell us about Pearl Jam. Well, if you don't know who Pearl Jam is, where have you been? Mm. But for those who don't, Pearl Jam's American rock band formed in 1990 in Seattle, Washington. The band's lineup consisting of founding members Jeff Ament, Stone Gossard, Mike McCready, and Eddie Vett. Drummer chair always changed. (laughs) But I should let you know that uh, the band Jeff... I should run this back here. Jeff Ament and Stone Gossard Gossard founded uh, the band after the demise of Mother Love Bone, which was another 90s band, and the death of frontman Andrew Wood. And you might sound familiar, Andrew Wood. Alice in Chains wrote a song about him called Wood. Oh, okay. That's about the original singer from Mother Love Bone. Did they know him? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all buddies. All right. All buddies back then. So a few things about Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam has sold more than 85 million records worldwide. Now it's in 2018, including nearly 32 million albums in the United States by 2012. Wow. Uh, 
you know where the name Pearl Jam came from? Actually, wait, I've before. actually always wondered that. So I can't really say it on air, but there's one part I am going to give you here. Um, the original name of the band was called Mookie Blaylock. The the basketball player? The basketball player. Because of the Sonics connection to Mookie? I'm thinking so. Now- I thought he played for the Hawks, though. The oh. number 10, or the album 10? That's his number? That's Mookie Blaylock's number. So the Swirl Jam's debut album was 10, Mookie Blaylock's number. See, uh, he was a fine basketball player. He's kind of turned into a bit of a trash human being. So, <laughs> You never know. You never, never know. So check this out. They have released 72 live albums. You what? Believe it? Yes. Pearl Jam, when they were on tour for a few years, recorded every single night they performed and released the majority of them. Wow. So it- you could have, it's the same show, just different cities. Uh, by the way, Mookie never did play for the Sonics. No, it was Atlanta, right? The Nets, the Hawks, the Warriors. Yeah, mm. yeah. The Warriors, that's probably the connection there. No, they wasn't with the Warriors till late 1989. Really? Okay, then. So uh, he was a rookie in 89 with the Nets. Uh, was with the Hawks from 92 to 99. That would have been the heyday of Pearl Jam. So. Yeah, so it says here, uh, Mookie Blaylock named after the New, the New Jersey Nets All-Star. Oh, okay. There oh, the is. year he made an All-Star yep. game. yep. He didn't make an All-Star game with the Nets, so nope. that's weird. He only made one All-Star game with the the Hawks. That's so weird. So, Who's got the right information here? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I guess I could be wrong, but I don't know. Uh, no, no, you're never wrong. So, you know, Kurt Cobain, that guy from Nirvana, they were all friends. Uh, however, Kurt, Go- Kurt Cobain despised them after 10, came, after 10 became a big hit. Why? He felt that Pearl Jam sold out. Oh, jeez. He says, you were not what you were. You sold out. You became, uh, which I never got, man. You know, if you if you want to be in the music industry, what's the goal? To sell records. Yes. If you don't want to sell records, do not sign that record contract. Just play in the garage. Just get yourself a YouTube. And that's what it's about. Yeah. But nope. So anyway. But also, this is something I learned, and I did not know this. The band Pearl Jam backed up Neil Young. Really? So they were his studio musicians off his 1995 album, Mirrorball, but because of legal reasons, they couldn't be identified as them and settled for individual credits in the album sleeve notes. <laughs> okay. That's pretty crazy. That's I never knew that. Wow. So Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam. Yeah, Pearl Jam. Dude, they are... They, 10 was so groundbreaking. Such a great record. That's the one I think of when I think of Pearl Jam. Of course, Jam. of course. Uh, all right. Well, I like I like Pearl Jam, uh, but I was not a, a big fan growing up. I didn't really know about him. No, you I were was in high school and college. Well, so. you were born in like '95, so '85. Oh, oh, sorry. But I was more into like All for One and Third Eye Blind. Okay. And uh, I really liked the soundtrack to Wild America. If you ever saw that movie. So those weren't those were kind of like grunge move like the end of the grunge movement <laughs> bands, right? All for one, they're a pop group. No, I'm talking yeah. like like Third Eye Blind and that. Oh, uh, Third Eye Blind, uh, Eve Six, yeah, yeah, Matchbox Twenty, all kind of part of that gr- slash grunge power. Terrible pop. years for music, but I love them all. Yeah, I love I love Eve Six. Should we do the uh, the the poll question? Nope, we should keep talking music. <laughs> <laughs> the movie zone <laughs> poll question this week: What movie or show are you most thankful for this year uh, seeing as today is thanksgiving mm. happy thanksgiving and happy ushering in of the holidays for everybody 
It's be official. safe. Let's get through this, please. Wear we your mask. Need, we don't need more and more and more COVID. We need less and less and less COVID. Oh, so. uh, yeah. But on Twitter, at Johnny Lightfoot one at Austin Horton, at Zone Sportsnet, the movie or show you're most thankful for this year, I asked my wife before I left okay. what her answer would be. And what was it? Uh, she said the Forgotten Carols, but with a nod to Little Einstein's. Ah, for for your daughter. Yes, it's yes. gotten us through many, many a long day with a two-year-old. Oh, sure. Uh, and to that end, I said to her, my answer is Impractical Jokers. <laughs> I love that show. Because it keeps me laughing. But I'm also really grateful for The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Because my wife and my daughter really bonded over it, and it was fun to, even though I hate that movie, <laughs> it was fun to watch them love it every day, sometimes twice a day. Wow. So... This is never mind. We watched it last night. Did you really? Ugh. Hey, it's the season. It, it, no, it's not. Yes, Halloween's it over. It covers both. Hey, just like Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> uh, let's see. Brandon uh, Guthrie says, I just changed it Sunday night to Belushi. That documentary was amazing. So he had a different answer, but he watched Belushi on Sunday, and that's the most thankful of the show he's most thankful for this year. I haven't seen it. Okay. I About seen Jim that Belushi, I assume. Or John. Well, Jim. Yeah, John. Sorry. Yeah, John. John's the one dearly John's departed. A, John's, John's the one from Saturday Night Live who passed away. And Jim is his less talented but still funny brother. Still funny brother. Who has a farm. Does that's, he really? That's all I'm going to say. It's a certain kind of farm. But How do you farm. know that? Because he had a show about <laughs> it, like on Good Morning America or something like that. Jessica says possibly Ted Lasso. I have not Which seen that yet. That and the the Queen's Gambit are any all anyone can talk about these days. I know, and I've seen neither. I I, I sadly have not because I I I'm still in the middle of Blank Creek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's what I'm thankful <laughs> for because it's kept me laughing for a long time. Well, that was uh, who said, someone said that. Uh, hey, it's me. Twelve twenty five on Twitter. Hi, me. Said not many movies to speak of, but the final season of Creek was a nice distraction from twenty twenty. It's good. I, I've not seen the final season. I'm still like season four, but I've got two good two to go. Uh, watch out for the final episode. Oh, it'll get you. Uh oh. Daniel says Impractical Jokers. Good. Good he's, call. He's my uh, fellow fan club uh, member. I've P- actually spoke to Mur. To Mur James Murray. Yeah. yeah. Why? Just we just chatted up a conversation one day. We were ta- talking online, but just DN- DMing back and forth. Oh, okay, but not in person. No, no, not in person. But have you ever seen he? He sometimes wears a shirt that says Provo Rocks. Yeah, I he, love it. Do you know the story behind that shirt? No, I don't. He did stand up one night in Provo when he was nobody. Wow, and got the shirt. I don't. Do you think he could hold his own? No, I think I. He's funny, but I think the other guys carry. He's him a funny because they get to mock him. Oh, yeah. But without him, that show never happens. Did you see the, the season where he had to wear a wig? Yeah, it wasn't a wig. It was, <laughs> it was Brian's, Brian's hair, hair made into a wig. I know, but still. But yeah, uh, he pitched this show for 12 years. Yeah. And kept working at it and working at it until True TV finally threw them a bone. And without Murr, there's no Impractical Jokers. And I love that he was the guy who always... Uh, pitches the shows in fact it's funny to see him do those skits where he has to pitch products to people (laughs) papa dave says big bang theory my wife and i are on our third run through the entire series do you like big Bang? i do i own every season on dvd and uh i i I just think it's fun to watch but i'm a nerd you know that i enjoyed it it was never my favorite i never thought oh this is the greatest but i enjoyed it yeah and then i saw 
a YouTube collection of the show pre-edit. Oh, I without think, the laugh track. I think we talked about this once. And it off air, is yeah. horrendous. Yeah, without the laugh track, the jokes just fall flat, right? Terrible. And I can't ever watch it the same again. Because you're not a nerd. You're not, not a true not. nerd. Uh, Super Kirk says, was 1917 this year? That was a great one. I don't think so. I think that was last year. The World War oh, One. movie. No, that was last year. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe he saw it this year. But that was still a great movie. That opening scene where it, I mean, you could obviously, if you know how to to film stuff and you can see the where they did the cuts, but it made it look like it was one 20-minute take. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Who was the uh, director of 1917? I, I don't know. Sam Mendes. Mendes. Never, never heard of him before, but he made a great film. Made a great film. He won some awards, I believe. Oh yeah, uh, definitely got some nods at the at the for nominations for sure. Uh, Academy Award for Best Cinematography and, yes. and others. Yes, so. yes. Uh, and then uh, we've got an answer here from Lyle who says it has to be Hamilton. The family sings it all the time. Wow, we watched a lot of Hamilton at our house this year. That was that was brilliant to put that up on Disney Plus this year. And Chris Schumann with a little bit of a sad answer. Uh oh, because it ends with hashtag thanks COVID. Uh oh, he says. My the movie I would have been most thankful for this year would have been Top Gun Maverick, but alas, here we are. Hashtag thanks COVID. It's coming. Don't worry. When? Because uh, it was also pushed to Christmas, and now it's been pushed past that. It's going to be summer next Let's year. Let's see. Top Gun Maverick. Remind me. Summer 2021. 2021. It's being released June. No, sorry. That was it. Was supposed to be in June. Obviously, uh, it says. Coming to HBO Max in two weeks. No. Oh, sorry. Second of July. Yeah, see? Fourth of July weekend next year. Of course. Year. Of that course. Is a, that's, a, that's more than a year later than it was supposed to be released. Well, look, we're, we've been experiencing that with Black Panther. I'm mean, sorry, not Black Panther. Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that got pushed back and pushed back. And finally, now, what is it, next next year? Wonder Woman 84, which we just told yes. you in first segment, is coming out uh, in theaters and streaming on Christmas Day. Yep, same, same thing. Got pushed back, pushed back, then back to the original and pushed back. So, yeah. But I like, I think that there needs to be a collective agreement among movie studios to release it both in theater and via stream. Because yeah. there's those like me... Who want to see these big time movies in the theater? Sure, and me. I want to see these big special effects movies like Wonder Woman. I want to be in the theater. I want my seat to rumble. I want my head to come out going, "Wow, that was so loud!" Well, Top Gun Maverick will be right. that for sure. You know, I'm getting the D box for that. Right, one. Yeah. exactly. And I, I, it needs to be one way or the other. Not, not only in the theater or only streaming. Let's just do both. Let's make everybody happy. Yeah, you can make your you money. You can make your choice. And you, you'll make more money, I would venture. I think you would. So anyway, it doesn't make sense to me why Moonlon did not do that. But you can get it in Redbox. All I can and say- And it's coming on December 4th. All I can say is, as of right now, Disney's not releasing Black Widow on Disney Plus first. So mm. I, I, it's gone back and forth, and I have seen some stuff said they would, but let's stick with leave it in the theater. No one wants to pay $30. All right. So there you go. Talking about uh, the movies and shows you're most thankful for this year. Coming up on the other side, we've got a double feature of From the Archives. Little known facts about my favorite Thanksgiving movie, but also it's in my top 10 movies of all time. Of course it is. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. But you've got another John Hughes you're going to tell us about. I'm bringing out the not-so-popular four years later from Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, 
Thanksgiving's Dutch. So Dutch and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Little known facts about those movies next in From the Archives here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. There you go. This Week in Music History, Pearl Jam. This is my favorite Pearl Jam song. This is a great song, too. Uh, later, I'll have to... Uh, well, we need to do a podcast. I know we do. Where you talk about just music, because I'd love to know the backstory of this song. Sure, so, we can do all that. Talk about that at another time. But right now, welcome back. It's the Movie Zone. Happy Thanksgiving. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. And it's time for From the Archives. We've got little known facts about a couple of our favorite movies mm. that happen to revolve around Thanksgiving. There's not many. And both of them are from the incredibly talented, far yes. too soon departed John Hughes. Yes. Now, Austin, I'm going to let you go first because your movie actually came out first. So. And people have heard of it. And Yeah. <laughs> More well, people have heard of the mind, too. But let's just go ahead and start with yours. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Steve Martin. Can, John Candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a bevy of others who... Those aren't pillows! Kevin, Kevin Bacon is in this thing. Oh, yeah. The guy that played the dad on Ferris Bueller is <laughs> in this thing at the, at the beginning. You've got all kinds of... Uh, Dylan Baker makes an appearance as the uh, the guy driving him to the train station. Anyway, uh, the studio struggled to find travel companies that would allow them to use their logos mm. and their product lines. Okay. When you've got a movie about planes, trains, and automobiles, you got to have a plane. Yeah. Company, you got to have a train company, and you got to have an automobile company. That's right, you do. Nobody would give them permission. No one, because they would sign up and say, "Yeah, it sounds great," and then they'd read the script and see all the troubles that occurred to them, and went, "No, this is not good for business." They would get cold feet and back out. Amtrak mm-hmm. was the only one, because that's the only one. Wow, that's the only people mover train. But anyway, they they the hurts. Uh, all of them. Enterprise, they said, no, 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 no. Said, no. no way. We don't want people thinking that's the type of car they're going to get from us when they yeah, do this in real life. That I kind of, that makes sense. But the the plane, why not? The plane, just the weather is what canceled the plane. It wasn't, anyway. 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 So what they did is they had to come up with their own companies. Just name and their them. own logos and, and everything. Uh, and then lease, then lease the planes. From those companies that didn't want to put their name on it. That's right. No, it was a, it was a set, Johnny. Sorry oh, to burst oh. your bubble on that. Sorry. But there is a shot of the airplane flying through the sky. Yeah. You may have noticed that it's familiar looking if you've seen the movie Airplane. It's the same footage. Is it really? They just stole it. I didn't from know that. Movie. That's yeah. funny. So the next time you watch uh, the, the plane flying through the storm in planes, trains, and automobiles, it's the same Stock footage that you see in airplane. Mets. Maybe did they have the fish? No, <laughs> they didn't have the fish. Uh, the car rental scene, a very famous scene. Yeah, of course it is. Eighteen big bombs in just sixty seconds. Really? Steve Martin uttered eighteen f words in one <laughs> monologue in that sixty-second scene. And it's only 60 seconds long. And Edie McClurg, the lady that plays the receptionist there, yeah. who plays Art Rooney's secretary in Ferris Bueller, yeah. by the way, yes, she ad-libbed the whole thing. 
Really? That when she's on the phone talking about marshmallows and sweet yeah, potatoes yeah, of and, and gobble, 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 yeah. made it all up. Oh, that's awesome. The script wasn't really working, and John Hughes said, just play with it. And she just, she, she said she pretended like she was talking to her cousin about Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's what came out. I love her in, the, in, uh, in Ferris Bueller's, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the film was based on fact of a time that John Hughes got stuck between uh, Chicago to he was flying from Chicago and got uh, diverted to Wichita and had to take five days getting back to Chicago. Yeah. So he wrote a movie about it. Of course it. he did. He wrote two movies. The, mo- <laughs> the, the house that you see yes. that he lives in? Yes. Same house as in Home Alone. Yes, it is. Uh, the It's been remodeled since, but people but still drive by it. and want to take pictures. You can see it. The outside of it was they shot in 17 minutes. Really? That was it. That was it. The inside, even though it's very, very, very little time in the movie that you're actually inside the house. Yeah. They had to build a set for it and it cost $100,000. And in, in, I think this movie's like 87, so that's a lot of money. And the that. producers obviously were not happy about it. No, they weren't. Just a couple more things. It used 600,000 feet of film. Wow. And the original cut was almost four hours long. Wow. <laughs> uh, they have that cut in existence, but it's not edited together, so it doesn't make any sense. Sure. And the last time they tried to go in and, and watch it, the film had been deteriorating, and it probably, since then, has not, it's probably not survived. It's about, no, for sure it hasn't. Uh, and it's not just the fans that love this film. Steve Martin and John Candy, on various occasions, say it's their favorite movie they ever worked on. So funny. And then finally, uh, the, the last little uh, thing I'll give you here. Uh, the, the, uh, it was a difficult shoot. Obviously, to find areas with snow that was supposed to be in the Midwest was hard because they would hear, oh, there's snow here this morning, and it was two and a half hours away. By the time they'd get there to shoot that day, it had melted. Of course it did. So yeah. it was a difficult movie to make, but it's one of my favorite, favorite movies, and it happens to be a great Thanksgiving film. I think a lot of people's favorite movies. A lot of people quote what I just said a few minutes ago. <laughs> Those aren't pillows. Those yeah. aren't pillows. That's probably one of the, the most quoted lines. And there's a scene in this where he talks to Del Griffith about everything's not an anecdote. You have to pick things that are interesting to the listener. Yes. I think of that five times a day on the big show. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Tell us about Dutch, though. So, Another John Hughes Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about Dutch. So this is 1991's Dutch, obviously written by John Hughes, who we just talked about, starring Ed O'Neill from Married with Children, Ethan Embry, but at the time it was Ethan Ramble, and if you're, Randall. And if you're wondering who he is, think Empire Records, or you might know him from That Thing You Do or Sweet Home Alabama. He's the guy in That Thing You Do that joins the Army. That's right. Yeah. The bass player. Correct. Uh, this had a budget of $17 million, and are you ready for this? USA Gross? Only four. What? Only $4 million. Well, this, that makes sense. I've never heard of it. So. This is a flop. Rotten Potatoes gives it 17... Oh, tomatoes. To potatoes, I said. Rotten Potatoes. Rotten Potatoes. That's a new one. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gives it 17% from the critics and 62% from the fans. To get to know his girlfriend's son, a working class good guy, volunteers to pick him up from his prep school, only to learn that he isn't the nicest young man. <laughs> okay. This is another road trip type of movie. Um... Also featured, you know, kind of that John Hughes writing. And they basically say this movie is a remake of three other John Hughes films, which are Uncle Buck, 
National Lampoon's Vacation, and planes, trains, and automobiles. John Hughes's National Lampoon's Vacation? Yeah, he, John he, Hughes? He, he, yeah. He, he wrote he, it. He had, he's okay. writing on it. Right, yeah, right, right. right. Um, in passing, as you know, uh, Ed O'Neill from Married with Children. Or Modern Family or Finding Dory. Correct. Uh, he played Dutch, the, the name of the movie. And uh, the film was mentioned in an episode of Married with Children during an in-flight movie to London, a joke to the film's feature, Ed O'Neill was the star. So they would put oh, okay. up... like the. Al Bundy was watching Ed O'Neill in Dutch. In oh, Dutch, that's funny. It was also mentioned in another Married with Children, Dial B for Virgin, <laughs> 1994. So that's uh, three years after it came out, where the main characters Ed O'Neill and Kathy Segal, Peg and Al, uh, were in a video store and looked briefly at the rack uh, of movies, and there was a poster there of the film with a sign over Ed O'Neill's face that said. Free video. <laughs> so they kind of threw that back at that. <laughs> now, so it's a bad movie. It, it's not, though. <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's, it's got some hilarious moments. There's a great quote in there that says, nothing burps better than bacon. Oh, Let's that's uh, Jake Scott. Quotes right, that a lot. That's yeah. from that movie. Huh. Exactly. So um, as you know, the majority of John Hughes films kind of revolve around Chicago. And right. a lot of his movies intertwine. Well, this okay. is this is another one. Even though she is not mentioned at all, Claire Sandish, played by Molly Ringwald in The Breakfast Club, is probably the sister of Doyle, who is the son that... Is that he's pe- taking across country? Yes. Wow. Yes, he has the same last name, um, Sandish, so they're assuming that that is done that hmm. way. And that's Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller is the same high school. Correct. Now, uh, John Candy was the first choice to play Dutch, but since 1987, John uh, John Hughes' film, as we just mentioned, Plane, Trains, and Automobile, it's the same film! So yeah. he uh, he turned that one down. Good. Other people who were considered were Tim Allen, okay. Tom Hanks, Jim Belushi, Robin Williams, John Goodman, and Bill Murray. Wow, that's a great list. That's a huge list. Mel Gibson... Turned mm. down the role. Good. Completely said, nope, not doing that. He wouldn't have fit. He was doing Lethal Weapon. He was. Yeah. But uh, look, Dutch is fun. If you've seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles a lot, check out Dutch. It's a great alternative. It's essentially the same movie, but like I said, it's a remake of a few of his others, but it's still good. Ed O'Neill is great. This is what I would refer to, Austin, as an almost cult classic. <laughs> okay. It, yeah. It's a classic, but the cult never follows. It never follows. You know how bad movies, and if you could see my fingers, I'm doing the, the quotations, bad movies, because yeah. this isn't, like Starship Troopers, for example, yeah. became a cult classic. This did, didn't do that. No, because it's terrible. It's not terrible, it's it, just not great. Everything you read in there was how, they, they made fun of how bad it was. I know, even though, even rotten. Made no money, no one watched it, yeah. no one liked it, even no rotten, one laughed at it. Even Rotten Potatoes. <laughs> rotten Potatoes was invented just to tell you how bad this movie was. It's still fun, it's still a good entertaining. Outside of one memorable quote. Ed O'Neill, <laughs> Ed O'Neill, I wish he would have had more of a shot in the... 90s to do these type of roles instead of just being typecasted as Al Bundy. I mean, you saw Dutch and you see Al Bundy, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, he, he was actually really good in this film. That's why he had to wait 20 years yeah. between the end of Married with Children and the beginning of Modern Family. You, yeah, either that or just no one wanted to hire him. Yeah, But by all accounts, he seems to be a, a great guy. It's funny. You see him now in... Uh, uh, Modern Family, and I f- completely forget that's Al Bundy. Yeah, he's a great actor, and he I is. love the story of the time you met 
Britney Spears in an airport and didn't know it was Britney Spears. I didn't know that. Just thought it was some fan. Oh, really? And he said, yeah, sure, I'll take a picture with you. Oh, And then I, his, yes. gr- his uh, granddaughter was flipping through his phone and went, Grandpa, what, when did you meet Britney Spears? <laughs> That's right. He said, I didn't, and just showed him the face. That's Britney Spears? And just seems like <laughs> a, a down-to-earth kind of fella. That's awesome. So there you go. From the archives, planes, trains, and automobiles, and I guess Dutch. What do you mean you guess? It, it is. sounds so good. You laughed at him when he was carrying, <laughs> when carrying Doyle out on a hockey stick. Taste. <laughs> I'm sure I'll love it because it's John Hughes. It's funny. Yeah. It's it's like a best of. Look at it this way. It's a best of John Hughes. They kind of threw it all in. Uh, well, happy Thanksgiving. You happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Glad to have been with you today. And always, we're thankful uh, for each other. We're thankful for the show. Mostly, we're thankful for the listeners because without them, we have none of this. That's absolutely right. We love, so, we love everyone for listening to us, and we really appreciate it. So please stay safe, stay yes. healthy, and stay happy. And have a good holiday. We'll see you next week right here on The Movie Zone.